Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about user experience or UX and the importance of that whenever we're dealing with some of those different topics, those different solutions out there uh, based in the digital world. And I'm really excited and honoured to be joined today by Ava Coquet-Venon, uh, who is the Head of UX at Digital Buildings at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Ava, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's it's a pleasure to have you with us and, and to talk about something so important uh, because even in my introduction, when I listen or think back to what I said, I, I feel like I jump too quickly like many people when we talk about user experience to digital solutions to to, to you know things that we see on the screen. Um, and we're excited today to learn from you a little bit more about exactly what, what UX entails. So, so let's start there. Um, from you as a as a professional in this space, what is UX, and importantly, what is it not? Well, you know, UX is a field that is you know has emerged uh, a decade ago, and um, there's a lot of misconceptions about UX. UX is almost a buzzword today, uh, but rarely we really understand what it actually means. So UX is very often understood in as something that happens in the digital field but in the broader sense ux happens in any type of interaction a person would have with your organization so it can be on a digital product through an application or you know a cloud platform but it can also be in the physical space can also be a physical product it can be any type of interaction really also a service so in a broader sense is any type of interaction a person has with your brand or your organization um so that is probably one of the misconceptions that exists around ux um the second part and that really comes also from this idea that ux only happens in the digital fields is there's a there's a, a misconception between what UX is versus what UI is. So we tend to think that this is just about what is on the screen. That is just what is shown. But actually, the user experience is not just the interface itself. Uh, it is really also the workflow that we are providing, how people are going about to you know, achieve a certain task. It can be something that is very complicated that you have to go through a lot of steps, but the idea of UX is to reduce the complexity of the path a user has to go through, um, but also to make this moment of interaction an enjoyable one. Um, and I think this is the th third part of the answer here is that it's not about enabling users to do tasks is how we want them to feel about that. So there's a lot of, of the UX job and UX design job is to understand also the emotional space of humans um, and how we want them to feel about how they interact with us. I understand. Already in, in these first minutes, uh, 
you're talking about a really holistic, encompassing kind of scope when we talk here about user experience. Have you mentioned from physical products to digital products, how people feel, how they work, how they interact, not, not here's a function, here's how the function works or how people should do it, but how they go through and how they feel through that process. If you, if we take a step forward and say we find success here, so you and your team, you work hard, you you enhance this experience. What does that mean? Uh, you know, what what's the measure for, uh, and some of the indicators of of a, an enhanced experience um, in this scope. Right. So. Having a successful user experience is, of course, um, to understand that users are enjoying it, are satisfied with it, but more than satisfied is really about them having a delightful experience. Now, how we measure you know, the success um, of UX really depends on the challenge that the user has. So, in certain experiences, it's about being faster, right? So then we would measure more of the time they need to achieve a task. But in other experiences, it's the problem space is way more about them feeling insecure. So here we have a whole different way of measuring the success of our solution, because this will be about understanding if with our solution, they feel more confident. Um, and it's not necessarily now in this moment to being faster. That is not the goal here. It's really about being more clear, uh, being more transparent. Uh, maybe it's even having more you know, steps to do just to help them to understand that they have been doing certain action in the right way and reconfirming, reaffirming, oh, you did, you know, the right things. So here we measure something very different than the speed at this moment. So it always comes down to the problem space we are in or the users are in, how they feel and, and how we want to change this feeling to a more positive one. I understand. That gets extremely com complex when you start to talk about different users, I guess, because you could have a, a single action or a single topic and with two different users have a different problem or a different struggle that they feel and therefore a different a positive feeling that you're trying to deliver with that experience. Well, that's absolutely right. Um, usually, especially in our field, we have a very, you know, broad you know, um, um, landscape of users. Um, even if we have, you know, one part of a product being used by a specific type of users, there's always like a user that comes with less experience than another user. So that they're real experts and then they're more casual user, more beginner users as well. And indeed, they have different needs because they come with a different background, with different expertise levels. Um, and in this case, it might be that the experienced user would look for something that works maybe faster, while the beginner user needs a reassurance and need more guidance. Um, so. This is really important for us to understand the user base. 
and to understand where they're at and what they need. Um, and what are the focus point? If it's really to provide a solution for a landscape of experienced users uh, in priority, or do we really want to approach maybe you know a new um, user base that is less experienced? Because we would shape the experience in a way different ways in this case. Um, there are also ways, you know, to provide the basic um, functionalities in a approachable ways for rather, you know, less experienced users and to have a different layer for more experienced users. So that's a whole complexity that we have indeed in our in our field um, and and in in the landscape of users we we work for. Understand. How do you go about that? How do you go about understanding and or, or learning those different feelings, those different expectations or goals or challenges, and and then bringing that into your work and and into the process? So, in order to really understand users, there there's no magic wand here. It's really about working with them. It's really about having a continuous conversation with them. So what what we practice is uh, user research, and it's all about running studies to understand how uh, people are uh, interacting with our products, but generally how they are actually working and how they are feeling. So there are a lot of different practices around that. It can be you know, an interview, it can be a field study when we go on site and we actually observe how they are working. Uh, it can also be user testing. So we try, uh, you know, different concepts and see how they react to that, how they feel about it, where they have their insecurities, where they have certain questioning coming up, you know, so questions. Um, so we, we observe a lot also how people react to what we are doing. And also, it's it's something that we do really across the whole life cycle. It's not something that we do once, something that should be continuous. And also when we release, you know, a certain solution, the story doesn't end there. We still look at, oh, how do they receive it right now? You know, is that actually working as intended? Do they feel as we wanted them to feel in this moment? Did we actually achieve our goals here? And we observe and reflect on that. And we also, also always intend to, to be able to iterate on what we've been doing. So observe, iterate, and then evolve the solution. So it's a endless loop of understanding and, and readjusting. I understand that. And I guess that things would change also over time. Right? Uh, not only the you learn more along the process, but uh, those processes, those users, the, those requirements would change from one year, one day, one week to the next uh, that would continue Absolutely. to drive that iteration. Absolutely. Yeah, the field is evolving uh, the people are evolving, the world is evolving. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't have the same challenges than today. Uh, also, the technology were completely different, right? So we would not necessarily have the same type of interaction or the same type of expectation toward technology than we have today. So that's ever evolving. And, you know, the, 
everything that is technology is evolving very, very fast. So we have to keep up with with the the feelings of the people, the the usage, the expectations, the values they have. Um, do we meet those values? So that is a, really something that is a never-ending story. Uh, so we have to be always in this um, uh, communication with them to really uh, understand and be, be you know, um, a, a, a great partner for them as well. understand. Now, you mentioned just in that last sentence a few really, you know, human characteristics, the feelings, the 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 emotions, the the goals, the challenges. So throughout this conversation, we've talked a lot about the not the, the people as users, but the people as people, the humans as humans. So now when you talk about this human-centric approach, when you talk about putting that that user as a human in the center of the, the conversation, what does that result in? If you could give us some examples of what a you know a human-centric UX would look like uh, or or the difference um, that could come when you take this approach compared to focusing just on UI, as you mentioned before? I guess the best way to try to explain that would be eventually with an analogy. So if you take an experience like if you go to a restaurant, right, you can go to a restaurant like next to your house and you go there, you have a nice dish, you go home, you forget about that. Or you can get, go to a restaurant that has been way more thinking about the experience they want to provide to their customers. So they would think about the moment people enter their restaurant. So are they welcome, right? They would take care about, you know, the how they present the menu. Is this menu like overwhelming? Is it easy to understand? It's easy to make a choice. They would take care about the timing as well. You know, the timing, to how, to, how long do you need to wait to get, you know, your plate? They will think about the environment, the lightning, the temperature, um, the, the, the whole atmosphere that is in this restaurant. Of course, the dish itself, how it's presented is important. That is maybe the UI part of it, <laughs> um, but also how it tastes, right? And all of those different parameters are contributing to the experience of a person. So if as an organization, you do not take care of all those little interaction, all those little perceptions, right? Then you obviously take a risk that the experience is not necessarily something that they have enjoyed or certainly not something that they remember and they're willing to go back to, right? Mm -hmm. So this is really what it means. Like all of those little parameters are impacting the emotional space of a person and how they perceive things. So that is how I would, you know, describe a, how a user-centric organization works. It's really about understanding those parameters and understanding that they want to consciously shape those moments and those, you know, little bits of um, perceptions. Understand. It, if we took that that analogy and we started to apply it a little bit to the industry where we're 
we're both working today. When we talk about the you know, the management, the operation of buildings, the the energy efficiency, you know, the the many many things that have to happen across a complex system. Um, what would some examples of of those be to to kind of deliver that experience, deliver that that uh, that that feeling, that 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 joy uh, for all of these different users in our space? Well, I believe it's it's all about you know it's not about just the UX team making the effort to trying to find you know what should be this experience how it should be shaped it's really the whole organization and each actor of a project that has to come together and put the effort to meet you know those expectations um so it can be when we talk for example about performance you know the timing in this case the timing is something that the development team or the engineering team um, has to engage in and has to improve. So that is something that contributes to a very like good experience or a better experience. But it's not necessarily something that is on the screen itself, you know. <laughs> so technology and the people who are driving the development part has to look in the direction of the needs of the users and understand them as well to really be able to shape a nice experience. So it's really every actor of a, of, of, of a project that has the same goals to provide a good experience, whether it's coming from technology or it's coming, you know, from a design perspective or the service or, you know, the, 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 the communication, like all of those components should be targeting, uh, you know, the, the user's emotional space and needs and then comfort. And and if all of that comes together, so so you know the technology, the those developers, the design, all of these different things. How how important is it from your perspective that you that we, you then achieve that experience? You know, that inclusive experience, that intuitive uh, experience. How how important is it to really deliver on this complete UX scope for for the industry that we work in, but also for for those out there, the humans, the the users that that are in this industry? Well, I strongly believe that user experience is a core, you know, business value that we provide. It's it's nothing else than that. You know, it's it's a it's a core value that people just and humans just expect. Um, especially you know we are in a very complicated technical field, but humans in their life they are comparing. You know, when we take like digital products for instance, they are comparing our software, our applications with the applications they use on a daily basis, which in fact are less complex, you know, applications. Um, rather, you know, whether it's like booking a flight or whether it's like uh, booking a restaurant or stuff like that. So, but they're very simple to experiences out there. That's what they're used to. That's mm -hmm. what they expect. The, simplest, the simplicity 
and you know the, the intuitiveness of of all of what we are experience every experiencing every day. This expectation, they have exactly the same expectation when they interact with our product. And they don't really care that is for us very complicated to achieve. This is a general expectation. So it's for us obviously a very big challenge to reduce the complexity and to form something that is very intuitive. Um, but this is the expectation. This is how the world is working today. And how people want to experience um, their interactions generally. It, from our industry perspective, we, we talk a lot about the challenges we have, uh, you know, the need to, to find ways to be more sustainable, to save energy, to, to deliver, uh, you know, environments, indoor air quality, these different things when we're talking about buildings in particular, but also other infrastructures. We have these big challenges that drive us. Um, and and as an industry, we recognise that that driving digitalization it, it's a big, crazy word, but let's say leveraging the tools and the technology that we have to help us achieve that is going to be core. And, and you just mentioned that user experience, this is what people expect. How... Is this make or break for us uh, to to really achieve these goals, to drive the 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 implementation of the technology and the digital tools that we now have at our disposal? Is is UX and and achieving a, a positive UX uh, for the humans out there? It, is that make or break? Is that a must have for us to really get to where we need to be from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, of course, that is essential. That is essential, especially, you know, there is a competition as well. We've been seeing that there's a lot of movement. And I think we understood very well that the experience is a foundational part of a digital transformation. So we have to be able today to translate our rather complex you know processes and um you know facilitate those in a way with so that we can leverage you know the digital space um there is today especially when we think about sustainability there is so much opportunities that we have leveraging, you know, digitalization, leveraging, you know, data, leveraging how we can shape an experience around that. This is one of the core possibilities and opportunities that we have that we didn't have before. Like we have a whole, a whole new space of tools, possibilities, technologies to enable our customers to reach, you know, sustainability goals, for instance. And when we are in a digital transformation journey, it is exactly the right moment to leverage also UX to really understand how can we make that in an efficient way? How can we make that in a enjoyable way but especially it's not about 
copying what we've been doing since decades. It's about reinventing how this is going to work in the future and how that going to help to meet, you know, sustainability goals. I, I love that last statement because I think especially when people talk about, they make that misconception mistake, they think about UI when they mean UX or, or the other way around. And they say, hey, we, you know, we've got uh, great great examples out there of people in in the software world, in the IT world that have been doing this, can't we just copy and paste? And and I love that statement where you mentioned, it's not about just doing what we've done before, but really reinventing how we do things to make it possible. Um, Ava, thanks so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. I've got one question for you, and it's a tough one. It, it, one more question for you, sorry. What happens next? So, so we're we're in this stage of digital transformation. You and your team work hard uh, to to deliver uh, and and enhance the user experience, the human experience around uh, around digital uh, offerings, uh, and get out there to try and solve these big problems and enable that digital transformation to happen. What's next for the industry? What, for you, what are some of the big things that need to happen? for us to get from where we are today to where we need to be tomorrow? Well, that's a tough question. That's a tough one, right? <laughs> um, I believe it's an industry that, you know, has been not moving much in the past decades. We are really at this moment where everything is changing. Everything is now possible again. You know, we have so much spaces that needs to be investigated, that needs to be, you know, reconsidered. I feel like that one of the biggest challenges that we have in this industry is really how we can leverage our, you know, the data of the buildings to provide insights to our customer and users so they can start to understand better and we can also help them with our services right understand better on how buildings can be improved on how we can really reduce the consumption increase the comfort increase the security we are spending so much time as a society as humans in buildings like the majority of our times so there's so much potential that we have to take the time to investigate and it all comes down in the infrastructures we have in place and how we can connect that to the digital place to derive you know information but in make informed decisions, that is really the loop <laughs> that we need to to go through. Um, and there are multiple ways to 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 achieve that. We need to really step back and explore. It's all about you know exploring different approaches. Sometimes we fail, but failing is learning. So to really identify what is the most effective way. Where can we be a game changer? And the space is so broad that it's a very big 
playground, right? <laughs> so for me, it's really about, it all comes down with how we can enable users and customers to leverage their data to make informed decision. That's that's the job. <laughs> that's the job. And that's what we need to get to, as you mentioned. You know, I, I think uh, we we have we have as an industry come a long way. Um, but whenever I talk to to experts like yourself, uh, experts that work in, in the data field, in the data science field and analytics, you know, we, we often end on this point, which is we've come a long way to the point now that we have a lot of data. Uh, taking that next step to use it effectively and to really understand and make informed decisions, as you described, uh, is a big step to take, even though it it's the natural one that we all know we need to take somehow. Ava, thanks so much. I had a great time. Uh, it, uh, I want to talk more, so I hope at some point we have the chance to to have a, a continued discussion about UX and and dive into some details. But thank you so much for your time today, and, and thanks for joining us and sharing your knowledge. Well, thank you again for having me. It was a pleasure. Have a wonderful day. I will as well. And uh, thank you to everyone out there who is listening to us. Remember to comment, subscribe, like, share this episode. Check out every two weeks when something new comes along. And we continue to have, uh, hopefully in the future, more discussions with Ava around user experience, but also other colleagues around other technical and uh, informative topics around the building and the infrastructure industry. Until then, We'll see you very soon.